The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. This year, more than ever, we recognise the work of our educators. Nominations for the Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards are now open. Head to teachingawards.com.au to nominate a great educator today. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday, the 8th of October. In your squeeze today, the Quad meets in Japan. New South Wales and Queensland continue their tit-for-tat on border closures. It's the Veep's turn to debate and getting your feedback. This is your squeeze today. Lots of attention on our parliament this week with the budget, of course, Claire. But meanwhile, our Foreign Affairs Minister, Maurice Payne, has been in Tokyo for the Quad. Tell us a bit about the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue. That's what they call the Quad. Yeah, quadrilateral is a bit to get your mouth around on a Thursday morning, but what it is is an informal diplomatic grouping of Australia, Japan, the US and India. Uh, It's said to be a group that gets together to talk about things in our mutual interest, but China thinks it's all about them. The US has been quite vocal about its concerns about China. They've engaged in a trade war that predates COVID-19 and since COVID-19, Trump has been stridently calling the virus the China virus. Other members of the Quad, particularly this week, have played it a little more safe, Claire. They have. And what Japan has done is it's got China, of course, as a regional neighbour. It's taken a much more careful approach to dealing with its issues with China, including during territorial incursions at sea by Chinese ships. And when you look to India, you might remember it's had growing tensions along their Himalayan border, but it's still not waving any big red flags. As for us, as we know, we've got plenty of issues with China, but we're taking a a fairly cautious approach as well, particularly when it comes to calling it out in public about what those issues are. Foreign Minister Maurice Payne said that Australia believes in, and this is the quote, a region governed by rules, not power. Just on public sentiment, the Pew Research Centre out of the US has found concerns about China's handling of the coronavirus, plus worries about foreign interference, have resulted in sharp falls in trust towards the country by many living in nations such as the UK, Germany, the Netherlands, Sweden, the US, South Korea, Spain, Canada, and the sharpest fall in favourable sentiment was in Australia. When it comes to research, Pew does these studies quite regularly and, as you say, it found that China and President Xi Jinping are definitely on the nose with plenty of people in plenty of democracies. Australians, though, have recorded that sharp fall in sentiment uh, because, of course, we are very threatened, uh, not just from a business sense but also from a regional sense from that growing aggression from China. Probably important to note that a, a recent and similar Pew study into attitudes to Towards the US and President Trump saw a similar fall in sentiment. Back to Australia and to some border news. Yesterday, New South Wales broke its record 12 days in a row with no community transmission of COVID-19, with three mystery cases announced. Authorities, Claire, are trying to determine where the cases originated from. This has big implications. It does. It restarts the 28-day clock that Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has put as a condition for that border to be reopened to all residents of New South Wales. 
Queensland officials have given New South Wales a little bit of breathing room. They've given them 48 hours to find the sources of those infections. But New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has long said that that approach from Queensland just isn't sustainable because we're in a pandemic and as the most popular state, New South Wales is probably going to have some cases. The key is making sure that they're contained. Over in the US, and there's another day of election debates. This time, it's the vice president's Claire. They'll face off from noon today behind glass. Kamala Harris, uh, she's the Democratic challenger. She's been adamant that some protection was required, particularly with the coronavirus going through the White House. And Vice President Mike Pence, uh, who is Donald Trump's running mate, has been quite a close advisor and a close contact of Donald Trump throughout. So keeping an eye on him was something that they were keen to do if that debate was to go ahead. It's the only vice presidential debate of the campaign. There's lots of questions about what might happen to future presidential debates, but at this point they're going ahead. We have a squish shortcut on the vice presidents. We cover what the role actually is and a little bit more about the two candidates. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes if you want to have a listen or a read up ahead of that debate today. Flood and wind warnings have been issued for parts of Victoria, New South Wales, Tassie, South Australia and the ACT for the next couple of days. La Nina is back in town and she's making herself known and looking at um, particularly that northeast part of Victoria, it could potentially get some really bad flash flooding. So fingers crossed that all is well there today. Yeah, that's an example of a not-so-good consequence of rain, possibly also in the not-so-good bucket, is an increase in mozzies. Get your insect repellent at the ready. They're the worst. Yeah. We've got more news to cover, Claire, but just quickly, this week we're asking Squiz listeners to complete a quick survey about our podcast. We want to know a bit more about people who listen to the Squiz, what they like, what they don't. Really what you think about our advertising as well. We're really keen to know what you think about that. Yeah, always good to know what you think about that. If you do complete the survey, you'll go in the draw to win a $200 voucher to spend at Dan Murphy's. There's a little incentive there. A link to do that is in your episode notes. Now, in a sign of the times, Claire, Apple is putting out an update. There'll be all sorts of new emojis, which is very exciting. I always like to check those out. But there'll also be some changes to current emojis. Most relevant, perhaps, is that the emoji with a mask on will be smiling. Rather than it looks a little <laughs> forlorn at the moment, but it'll be smiling. <laughs> and look, when that release where it did come onto our phones, uh, there probably was a bit of a rush just to get one with a mask on. But now that masks are becoming a part of people's lives, having a smiling mask face, at least on an emoji, we'll know they're smiling. It's a little bit more difficult in real Smile life. Smile with your eyes. That's the way. Yeah, that's right. And finally, there's always going to be miscommunication between the generations. One article suggests that young people don't really know how to signal to someone to give them a call. So the old hand up by the ear with the thumb and, and pinky finger extended, it's, it's out the window. Yeah, and there's a bit of an experiment going around on TikTok where uh, kids of a certain age are being asked to give a hand gesture that indicates a telephone call and there's some very interesting and hilarious responses to that, uh, including putting your whole hand up to your face, which just isn't a phone call. It's got to be the thumb and the pinky finger. Times are changing. To the email subject line, and I'm sure it's a Van Halen lyric. 
that after news that Eddie Van Halen died this week, Claire. Yeah, right. I've gone for go and head and jump. Eddie Van Halen was an electric guitar god. He was not just a pin-up for the genre's sex and drugs and rock and roll lifestyle. Uh, he was technically very, very good at what he did. And one of the stories I really like is that Van Halen had this particular rider when they went to venues to play where they'd have a bowl of M&Ms and all the brown ones had to be taken out. They were known for being a bit crazy about that. But it wasn't about brown M&Ms. It was actually about safety. And Eddie Van Halen uh, thought that if venues took the contract really seriously, which had lots of safety stipulations, and they got down as far in the contract as knowing they had to take the brown M&Ms out of the bowl, then chances are the venue was safe. Oh, right. I've heard that. It wasn't just a a weird M&M thing. (laughs) Not just a pain in the bum. (laughs) That's all from us today. Don't forget about that survey. As I said, a link to that is in your episode notes. Have a great Thursday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.